Welcome, ghouls and ghosts. Grab some tea and listen in as we talk about the real things. hate that I call you guys ghouls like I have a huge following but it's funny so I'm gonna keep doing it. I just got done with my interview with Chelsea Staub, uh, the lifestyle editor here at the Amherst Wire and I wasn't expecting to have an editor on but I think because I found out she was pagan and she is a practicing witch And the whole point of this podcast is to kind of look into and do a little deep dive into the information that I found out while reporting on paganism and witchcraft. And also to just talk a little bit more about the season and ways to get into the season if you want to be spooky and witchy. And as soon as I found out, I had to have her on because here's a real witch who's been, you know, practicing for quite a while. So we talk a little bit about ancestors and working with ancestors so if you want to invoke any of those this time of year uh spirit guides ways to protect yourself if you don't want anything to do with a ghost or a spirit and they're in your house um and a little bit about our spiritual horror stories i hope you guys really enjoy magic and her practice and so I guess we can start with so how do you know you were a magical person and how did you get into practicing yeah okay yeah I feel like that there's so many layers so um I it's such a gradual process for me I feel like there wasn't one clear defining moment where I was like oh this makes sense I'm a witch so I, I mainly identify as a witch um slash pagan yeah, it's, it all kind of stemmed in different ways. So initially, I was just in my early 20s was perusing a, a beautiful little herbal shop in San Francisco. It's called the Scarlet Sage, and it's still there. And it's so, so st- stunning and gorgeous. Um, but they had tarot decks. And so that was one way. And it just kind of came to me really naturally. I wasn't even thinking about it. And I feel like that's I mean, tarot decks, I feel like have always been popular, but it was before it really blew up. So I didn't really have a lot of knowledge about tarot. It just kind of naturally felt, it just felt right. And I wasn't really sure why. Um, So I got the Aquarius tarot deck, which is beautiful. It has these Art Nouveau drawings on it and it's so gorgeous. And that just felt right to me. So I kind of went from there, but I was also, I think what, there was a lot of different things. A lot of friends kind of introduced witchcraft to me unknowingly, I guess. So I had one friend in high school who she gave me a book that's called um, Crafting the Body Divine. And she's like, oh, I just reminded me of you. And I had no introduction to anything pagan, Wiccan, witchcraft. And it was all about 
kind of like looking at your body in a really positive way and uh, feeling very free and evoking a lot of magic and a lot of spiritual, I guess, practices. I don't know. It just was really simple, but it's a really beautiful book. And I was like, oh, okay. And just kind of had it, but didn't really think much of it. And then I took a yoga class at one point um, and I met a girl in my class and she started talking to me. The first thing she said, she's like, are you a Pisces? And I was like, oh no, I'm not. And <laughs> she was like, oh, you give me like water energy, which makes sense. Aquarius cusp with Pisces and then uh, Scorpio rising. But uh, she introduced a meditation for me that was about finding your spiritual animal. And so I did it like lying down in Savasana and yeah. it just kind of happened. And I found my spirit animal in that way. And, and then she kind of was actually the one who introduced me to astrology. And so that was all very gradual. And then I also started getting really into herbs and herbal remedies. And that was, that was its own separate, separate thing. So I didn't even really see it all as a connection. It just kind of felt, oh, I was just interested in astrology and herbs and then crystals started coming and then tarot. And then it just, I think in my mid twenties, I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) I'm yeah. I feel like I'm a witch. I, yeah, it just felt very, it just really resonated with me in that moment. And yeah, so I was also raised, so I went to a um, very fundamentalist Christian elementary school and that unfortunately shaped me in a really negative way. And I know that People can absolutely be Christian and be witches, of course. That, however, for me, was not my experience. It really negatively impacted me. They were incredibly homophobic, uh, really transphobic, um, also just really misogynistic. And so I always was kind of left, even as a child, feeling like I didn't resonate with that religion. I felt like women were hated. Um, and so for a really long time, I just completely rejected all forms of spirituality because I just equated it with misogyny. And I realized at one point in my mid twenties, when I was gravitating towards, you know, I think the occult, I was like, wow, yeah, I feel like my spiritual beliefs rely in nature. I feel like I can connect with my spirituality and, you know, quotations, God through Mm -hmm. nature. And that just slowly started feeling right to me. And I was like, there's no, for me, it doesn't feel like there's any misogyny in witchcraft. It feels very empowering. It all relates kind of to feminism. So it just felt right is the best way I can describe it. And then I started paying attention to the cycles of the moon. So it's like all of these small factors just kind of came together. And then there was, um, a few like pop culture things too. Like I grew up with Harry Potter. So of course that was a huge impact on me, but that's not like why I became a witch, you know, it just impacted me greatly. And then, um, also the book Chocolat, not the movie. There's a movie with Johnny Depp and it's called Chocolat. It's actually a really good movie. Um, but the book is amazing. And that was one of the factors that also got me into witchcraft because the main character, which she's not really, there's like some references to witchcraft in the movie, but when you read the book, you're like, oh, she's a witch. This is, this is cool. So, um, yeah, there's just like all of these small little pieces that came together and made me identify that way. 
So very eclectic. It yes. Feels like. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And all over the place yeah. too. Um, do you have one thing you like to work with in particular, or do you just kind of go with the flow? Uh, it depends. I feel like for the most part, I think my go-to is almost always tarot and divination. Okay. And, but I pretty much keep it at tarot. I would like to branch out and try like pendulums. I feel like tarot has been so reliable for me. Um, and I did just get a little, like a very small little book about reading tea leaves. And so I'm going to start doing that too, which I'm really excited about. <laughs> um, so yeah, I pretty much keep it to divination. Okay. Yeah. So I find it interesting that you, I feel like a lot of witches that I talk to have some sort of Christianity element mm -hmm. influencing their path to paganism. <laughs> uh, and it's so funny because one of the podcasts I listen to, it's called that witch life podcast um, yes. all the girls, do you listen to it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like all the hosts, um, all went to the same, like lived in the same area. Two of them went to the same Catholic school and were like whispering incantations <laughs> in mass, which is so funny to me. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like for me, it was basically having to go to church every Sunday and feeling that it just did not resonate with me at all. I was bored to death. I was made to feel guilty for just being human and, and for being a woman. And I was like, this doesn't like, I feel like spirituality should be fun. It should be interesting. You should be able to enjoy living your life with spirituality. Like everything shouldn't be regarded as a sin, you know, and granted, I'm not trying to diss anyone's beliefs if that's what they're into. That's obviously, um, to each their own. But for me, it just felt like this particular school that I went to, I just was really made to feel like religion is where you don't have fun. And I just don't believe that. I feel like spirituality is so beautiful that you should be able to have fun with it. It's just, it's funny though, because, you know, all there's a lot of, you know, like I said, there's a lot of witches I know who, you know, turned away from Catholicism, but I got intrigued by this whole topic because I'm Jewish. Um, and I later found out that uh, either Kabbalah or Kabbalah which is like the spiritual side of Judaism is the basis for a lot of different occult texts. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea. And it's like things that they would do in Kabbalah and like carry rosemary and wear red string. And like, that is very witchy. Mm -hmm. And so it's re really been fun for me to learn about all this stuff and learn more about Judaism along with learning about paganism, which is so fun and so strange. Yes. Um, I love that. I mean, it's funny. I was just talking about this with my sister-in-law. She's Jewish and she was asking me about why I'm pagan. And I was kind of telling her, you know, just the nature-based religion and the rituals and how I love the rituals of elements. And the more we're talking, she's like, wow, this sounds like so much of a lot of like Jewish mythology yes. and Jewish rituals. And I was like, yeah, I mean, if you think of Lilith, Lilith to me is like the ultimate witch, the, like the first witch basically, who was Adam's first wife. And I've heard that. And then mm -hmm. I've also heard people say like, even Jewish witches be like, I, we do not pray to Lilith. Like oh, Lilith is Lilith. a full demon. But I think that mm -hmm. goes back to the fact that it's monotheistic. Mm -hmm. um, and like you, like we acknowledge something I've noticed about the difference between like Judaism and being pagan and a witch is that Jews acknowledge the spiritual, but we don't ask the spiritual yeah. for anything mm -hmm. while pagans are 
consistently working with the spiritual, which yeah. is why we're here having this conversation. Let's start with that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. So I don't know. I feel like that's also still such a gradual process. And it's so funny because, you know, I was like thinking about my relationship in general with spirit guides and just identifying as a witch and the fact that it's a practice, right? So I'm like, well, I'm still practicing. I'm still practicing of being a witch. I'm still learning. Like it is essentially witchcraft is a practice. Right. So I'm still in many ways navigating a lot of that, but I ultimately realized that I could connect with guides to kind of help connect with my higher self. Um, And so, and that was actually something that was felt really significant during the pandemic, actually. And there was like that summer of 2020 where it's like, you know, you don't leave the house. I was going on a ton of walks and just really connecting with nature. And I started feeling more and more connected to spirit guides and, um, yeah, I guess in general too, just my ancestors, but also familiar spirits and seeing a lot of consistent animals. And it just kind of felt like there were, uh, I listened to, uh, the witch wave podcasts and she always talks about, um, like cosmic breadcrumbs. And it very much feels like that. Like there's these kind of synchronicities from the universe. And so I feel like there was getting a lot of um, animals coming toward me and just felt very connected to my higher self a little bit through the help of spirit guides. So I feel like that kind of allowed me to get a little bit more into it. Um, So I feel like that is kind of a little bit more recent. Yeah, I've been trying to connect with ancestors in general to also kind of find my purpose on the planet because I feel like that is also something that many of us struggle with. We don't really know what our purpose is and we're kind of all navigating that, I guess. And I feel like being able to work with ancestors, you can kind of start to form that path a little bit. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, So Yeah, so I kind of started connecting with them in different ways, which was just mainly through meditation, uh, (laughs) definitely went awry the first time. So I've been, (laughs) yeah, so uh, I basically, so this is another good example of I feel like why you need protection. And I was being completely careless. Uh, I was like, it's fine. I didn't even really think about it. And then I... So I was laying down, I went into a meditation, basically envisioned being kind of in this uh, beautiful forest and it was really foggy. And then I mentally was calling out to my ancestors. And this was, um, (laughs) I think in the summer of 2019. So there was a thunderstorm and I also feel very much associated with like being like a storm witch I get very energetic around storms and maybe it maybe has to do with my like the water elements I was about to say you could totally end up being like like a sea witch yeah yeah yeah. because I know they work a lot with storms 
but yeah, so I feel, yeah, very energetic around storms and there was this particular storm, but it was, you know, hot summer storms. So it was fine. Um, I had the porch door open and I went into this meditation, was in this forest and I started calling out to my ancestors just to try to connect with them. And, and then I felt a couple presents, uh, for different entities or people there. And, um, uh, two of them, I recognized, uh, one because I knew in this lifetime. And then another one was, um, uh, her mother. So it was my grandmother and her mother. And then I was like, Oh, is there anyone else here? And I just heard, <laughs> I feel like for people who also aren't familiar with witchcraft, if you, if they think that you're like hearing voices, they're going to be like, you're kind of crazy, but it's, especially in meditation, it's this yeah. completely different connection. Right. So anyways, I heard this voice that was basically saying, Oh, it's may I'm may I'm aunt may. And so I said, Oh, okay. And I didn't realize who that was, but I just felt, well, okay. Like this is someone in my family and I'll find out later. <laughs> so I kind of in that way welcomed her in and then I'm not kidding. In that moment, my porch door slammed shut and it like brought me out of meditation. Oh my God. So I came up and was like, well, that was weird. Okay, whatever. Um, and then I don't feel like I close things properly. So a few weeks go by and all of a sudden there is some sort of negative presence like stuck in my bedroom at like the left corner of my bedroom who just hovers there just a dark shadow who hovers there um so much to the point where I have like put so many crystals on my bedside table because it's just I can still feel it and I told my partner my partner was like Chelsea we've discussed this <laughs> why did you let in a demon? And I was like, I don't mean to do that. And um, my partner brought up a really good point, which was that ultimately sometimes playing around with witchcraft and not being smart about it is like lighting a candle in a windowsill, but not having the, like the bug screen pulled down. Yeah. And that way all the moths come to a flame and they're in your house. Right. And I feel like having that screen kind of allows some sort of protection. And instead I did not do that. I was just being completely careless and have been suffering. (laughs) Which is why they say if you're going to use an Ouija board, you cleanse before you cleanse after and you do it properly. Yes. Like you just invite in everything. Yes. Yes. Um, But that is so funny because I've actually had, the reason I fully believe that, like, I fully believe in the Fae, and I fully believe Mm -hmm. that the Fae are really strong in Massachusetts because of all all the Irish people here. Oh, Um, wow. Yeah. I had an experience my spring semester where I was so kind of fixated on speaking with the Fae and talking with the Fae, and I had been thinking about it nonstop. Um, And at the time I lived with a girl who had a bunny um, and the bunny was like messing with me. The bunny always messed with me, but the bunny was particularly messing with me, like letting me pet him and then running over and eating my plants or like running around me, like very much so 
messing with me. And if you know anything about the Fae, you know that they have very close connections with animals. And so it's known that, like, if an animal's kind of messing with you, like, especially a cat, like, there's something going on. And then it was in the middle of, like, a Friday night, and I went in my completely dark room to go get my flip-flops so I could go downstairs and get a bag of chips from the vending machine. And I hear something in my ear say, excuse me. I mean, my ear was hot from someone breathing into my ear and saying that. Mm -hmm. And I look over, like, in the direction of where the voice came, and it was gone. And, like, this was the voice of, like, a 30-year-old woman. Um, So I scream bloody murder, (laughs) right? I'm running out. I, like, uh, my friends are all in the common room, like, freaking out. They're like, why are you screaming? And I was just, like, having a panic attack. And then the other thing... Yeah, like, I just talked to the Fae. Yeah, (laughs) and, like, the Fae will come into your dreams. And I've always had a really weird thing with dreams um, because I get really vivid anxiety dreams. And I was like, I do not want a Fae messing with my dream right now. Um, So I'm, like, paranoid, staying up. I have my headphones in. I'm trying to block everything out. And my roommate goes, did you hear that? And I go, what? She's like, it was a female voice mocking a scream, but really far away. And so I was like, oh, oh. so it was literally so- mocking me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my, like, and that was me knowing fully well that I shouldn't be messing with this. And I was still like, let's hang out. And of course, <laughs> the one that, like, the one Faye that wanted to mess with me was like, okay. Um, oh god and this is why protection is important (laughs) yes yeah I mean I specifically I do not fuck with a fae mainly because I I know that they're really powerful and I revere them and I have heard horror stories that if you get on their bad side they will mess with you and I've even heard horror stories of them killing people's pets as a way to get to you yeah, so I was like, I, I'm i just not, Yeah. you know, I, I think there's often a misconception that they're, they're, oh, it's just the fairy folk, like, they're beautiful and they're fun, let's go play with fairies, but no, they are. So when you are going into like a spiritual trance or working with, do you work with any other spirits besides your spirit guides? Um, pretty much only them. Like I said, I feel like I will have a couple deities who will pop in and that's cool. And I'm trying to work with them a little bit more. Um, and then I just recently started hearing about land spirits and kind of trying to get to know them, but I trying to also tread with caution because yeah. I feel like they're very similar to the Fae in a way and I don't want to uh I don't want to accidentally be cursed because of my own negligence yeah so, totally understand yeah um so primarily just ancestors and then a couple deities here and there um okay so how do you protect yourself when you're going into a meditation 
Yes. So now I've learned after that one experience with Aunt May, who is a demon, (laughs) um, that I, so what I'll do is I'll often hold uh, black tourmaline um, when I'm going in any sort of meditation. Amazing. It's just like my favorite crystal right now because I feel like I keep it near my bed because after, yeah, this like dark shadow in my corner. And then I like to astral project too. And I'm like, I feel like you should keep black tourmaline on you when you, yeah. Your soul might leave your body. Um, but yeah, that and then sometimes quartz. Um, and then I do burn a lot of sage. Um, but I try to make sure that my sage is coming from like ethical places. Is it obviously. white or garden or? I use white sage. Okay. Yeah. Um, and sometimes the bundles have lavender in them too. Yeah. Which I, it's really nice. I really like that. Um, and what else do I do? Um, oh, and if I'm like starting the meditation, I will kind of first do this sort of, uh, like visualize a white light going through the entirety of my body to kind of help protect in that way too. Uh, just to kind of put this like mental physical barrier around me. Uh, and that seems to be very good, but I also like using, I think also a really good tool that more people could use because it's right in their kitchen cabinets is salt just using a ton of salt and just like sprinkling it around you um because then it also like clears the air and then you can vacuum it up later whatever um something that I think I want to stress for the listeners is the difference between like a new age religion where they're like the world has eight dimensions and you can meditate and pass the barrier Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And intention is everything and manifest by writing everything down, which, which is can do. Um, But a lot of witchcraft is based in history. And so the reason salt is really good for protection is because it's historically used to preserve food. Mm -hmm. um, And because it has so many, food preservation, but also like money, because they used to use salt as currency. Um, It carried that correspondence into the present. Um, So I like the best thing I think for protection is black salt. I don't know if you use black salt. Oh, I don't use it, but I feel like maybe I should go get some. Yeah. Yeah, You can make it. It's like you take your either sage sage ash or incense ash, whatever you use to like burn and then Mm -hmm. mix it with salt. I know some people will also use eggshells. Mm-hmm. Um, cause anything with a shell. Is, I do use eggshells too. Yeah. yeah. Um, and or and then they'll maybe mix some herbs in there and mm-hmm. like, they just sprinkle that in and it, uh, it really works. I put black salt in little sachets and put it around my yes. apartment. Yes. So, oh, I love that. I have yeah. a, um, a bag of herbs hanging above my front door in yeah. a red sachet for that reason. And then, yeah. And then I love eggshells because yeah. also when I'm using eggshells, like, you know, you'll wash the shells. And then I'll crush them, or crush them up in a mortal and pestle. And um, the whole time I'm doing that, I'm, like, thinking about it with intention. And then you're just kind of actively putting intention into the eggshells. And then I sprinkle it around the house and on the windowsills. And that's been really good. Yeah. Do you use protection herbs? Sometimes. So I don't use them as frequently, I feel like, as other tools, okay. I guess. Um, I've weirdly used basil before and I've actually mixed in some basil with um the eggshells because basil also helps with luck and Mm -hmm. it's really good for luck so I feel like that kind of has been helpful um and then in some of my protection sachets 
there's rosemary, lavender, basil. Yes, I think yeah. those three. Yeah. Um, I'm a big rosemary person. I don't use sage. I just kind of mm-hmm. decided not to because um, it was like full on illegal for indigenous people to burn it until the 70s. It just like I would rather use rosemary because I know mm-hmm. for a fact rosemary, thyme and lavender were burned to get rid of the plague, keep the plague away, um, get rid of the smell of the plague, keep illness away. Um, they were placed on the floor of coffins. Um, they were also used as like a substitute for frankincense, oh, head gosh, witches yeah. and cunning women. So mm-hmm. I love rosemary so much. Yes. Um, and then I also use a lot of clove. Oh. Um, but that's because, so, you know, Jews have Shabbat and, um, to end Shabbat, we do something called Chazala, and it's like a kind of, I can just think of it as like a reverse Shabbat, but it's basically the ceremony you use to kind of welcome the new week after you've had your day of rest. And so there's a belief that during Shabbat, your soul kind of leaves your body, and um, you're supposed to smell incense and smell spices to ease your soul, as because it's sad that it's coming back to your body to go work. Yeah. Um, and so you're supposed to use clove. And so I see clove as like this very easing, protective, because it's literally protecting your soul as it returns oh, to I your body. Um, so I'm like a huge, huge, huge fan of using clove and protection. That is such a good idea. I'm going to take that. I love that. And I love clove in general. Yes. I love the smell of it. Um, that's fantastic. Yeah, that, that one's my favorite. Also, um, bay leaves which I know yes. bay is like super protective I've never known why uh, I looked it up today it's literally from the Greeks it was like people used to hold bay leaves um, to protect themselves from thunder and lightning gods <laughs> put that all around your house if yeah. you're afraid of a ghost coming in mm-hmm. this time of year that and black salt yeah Beautiful. that and also and I, I'm a big fan of amethyst I feel like yes. amethyst you can get it pretty inexpensively. Um, and it's just, I feel like that is really, I have amethyst in so many different places around my apartment because I do feel like it is so strong and I keep it near my bed. Because we're Aquarius. Yeah, that, that, that too. Literally yeah. That. <laughs> yeah, that's a good part, part of it for sure. Beyond Bohemian, I know sells like ethically sourced amethyst in bulk. Like I bought, I think a fourth of a pound for $10 and I got 18 pieces. Oh, wow. Which is insane. And so I've been like giving them away to my friends and like spread the love. I don't like amethyst for protection, but that's a, I don't really love crystals for protection. Oh, interesting. That's just like a personal thing is that, um, I think it's because I like the Nazar or the Evil Eye a little bit better. Oh, uh, yes. Um, yeah. Because it has a little bit more meaning. Like, I've seen this, uh, the Evil Eye in Hamsa's since I was a child. Mm. And so I wear, I make friendship bracelets. And I have a lot mm. of those, like, little beads left over from presents people gave me. And so I'll put Evil Eye beads on my friendship bracelets. Oh, I love that. And I know people, like, love black tourmaline. They love red jasper. Mm-hmm. They love obsidian. And I just, like... Not for you. Not for me. You know, and that's the thing. I feel like that's what, that's what's so great with witchcraft, I feel like, is take what works for you and then leave what doesn't, yes. right? And and for me, I just, like, I don't know, crystals have just felt really powerful for me. And even just something like having, like, little chunks of selenite on the mm-hmm. windowsills, I just feel like helps kind of keep the 
the energy clear yeah. a little bit. And that way I'm not burning sage all the time. Um, as well as I, yeah, I do burn sage. I try to be cognizant though of where I get it from. Um, cause that's also another yes. ethical matter. Um, well also it's like, if you were to just not burn sage, then you're also not supporting like indigenous businesses, right. which is another thing. And so that's why they say like, if you're buying it from an indigenous business, it's really good because now you're supporting indigenous people. Yes, exactly. I have these also, I got these really beautiful wall charms. Like they're, they're kind of, they're really simple, but they're, they're painted they're just, one of them is the evil eye too, which I have. And that's in the room where I primarily do meditation stuff. So I feel good about that. But those have been wonderful because I feel like those also just, it's like an extra layer, yeah. right? Like in any sort of extra layer you can have for protection, especially working with spirits. I'm like, okay, I feel like I feel good about this. Do you feel like there are more spirits around you or your spirits guides are close to you during October? I would say yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like part of it might be because my grandmother who passed her birthday was September 30th. So I think already I kind of feel like a little bit of a closeness. But I think since I am so reminded of death during this period in general, just obviously with the changing seasons and Samhain, um, it definitely feels like they're more present. Uh, I think another part of it, though, too, is because I purposely try to invoke them, I guess. Um, so we do set up kind of an ancestral altar and have their photos around. Um, and then what I also really like doing, too, is like working with crystals. I'll put certain crystals next to their photos so that cute. I feel like remind me of them. Or For example, so I always hated amethyst. I I was always really upset that it was my birthstone. I feel like most people want a different birthstone. Maybe not. I just feel like for me, I always wanted emerald or... Something. I wanted emerald. Yeah, I thought so it was emerald beautiful. for so long. Oh, yeah. So I always wanted that. Um, but my grandma, who... <laughs> She uh, was a Libra, and so she always loved Amethyst for some reason. Um, I guess she didn't like her birthstone, but uh, she'd always give me Amethyst things when I was younger, and I just didn't appreciate it because I hated Amethyst. Uh, but now I just look at it with like, oh, it makes me think of her. And so I just kind of put a little Amethyst stone right under her photo, and I feel like she's closer in that way. And then, you know, I like leave little offerings for them too, right. like coffee and sometimes booze um but yeah it feels definitely feels stronger around this time of year for me but yeah we like touched on so many things yeah we really got like everything that's great. I feel like we also, like, in so many ways, have just scratched the surface, but then covered a lot yes. of information. Bye, Bye ghouls! <laughs> I hate it. I think it's so cute. <laughs>